So, you've told me a little bit about yourself, but Sean, who are you? Really? Seriously? I'm an imperfect man called to serve a perfect God. That's it. So in, in what I'm learning for me is allowing myself to trust the process. People don't love you, but sometimes when you're dealing with or have the trust issues, you build what is called walls. It takes time. There's a process to it. And for all of us, we all go through a process. And many times we want to jump out the oven fast and we're, we're not cooked all the way. And we wonder why our skill set is right. Our experience and we can't handle what the world throws at us is because we jump out too fast. So. Welcome to the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Anna, your host. And this is the start of season three, The Release. Welcome to the I'm Dealing With Broadcast. Once again, you already know who I am. I'm Sean, the original host of the I'm Dealing With Broadcast. Today, we are actually going to be in the hot seat where I'm going to be interviewed. As you've already heard, the voice of Anna. She's going to be taking over. And again, this is season three, The Release the release and this is the first installment as we will go through different chapters and barriers of things to bring about understanding so i'm going to turn the rest of the podcast over to anna at this point so stay tuned and we're going to get right into it here we go sean what is i'm dealing with and why Wow. You know, it's amazing because I'm dealing with was birthed out of helping men because many times we found in Christendom where men, you know, women have plenty of platforms to get encouragement. There's a tea, there's a woman's tea, there's a woman's platform for them to learn different things, to uh, express themselves because after all, you know, women been trained to be nurturers of each other, but the question is, is where do men go? Where do men go to get encouragement? Where do men go to listen or hear someone say, I understand you. I hear you. I hear your heart and then not be condemned, not be brought down. So uh, God gave me this last year uh, to start this year in dealing with men where they are, not just what they could be, but where they are meeting them in, you know, even if they're in the slums, in the in depression, even if they're dealing with anxiety, even if they're dealing with um, a lot of things that are going on in their life that has been transpiring that no one listens to. Because many times we as men, we hide things. We hide many of things. We don't communicate to anybody because we've been taught to be, mm, I'm mad, I'm strong. We don't share. And that's kind of how we've been taught. We've never been taught to be nurturers. We've never been taught to be men who actually will share their heart, to lean on somebody else. We've been taught to hold it all in and not be a punk. Um, but this was birthed out of just the simple fact of men understand, because who else understands a man like a man? 
Who understands the heart of a man like a man? Our uprisings, our downsettings, the things where our where we have our flaws, the things that we're great at, but then also some of the things that we're weak at. Because even with men alone, sometimes we don't want to share amongst ourselves, amongst other men, because we don't want to be judged. We don't want to be ridiculed. We want to, want to be found less of a man. So this platform is where men can listen, share and be understood and go, you know what, man, you know, I'm glad you said that. That was me. I was I was just there yesterday uh, or I'm going through that right now. And I'm glad you shared that point. And the goal is to have an honest platform where men um, can listen. But then at the same time, even still, it's not just for men, even though that's what it's geared to. It's really for the men and the ladies that love us, because after all, women have men that are attached to them. They have sons, they have uh, brothers, they have a husband, maybe even a boyfriend, maybe an uncle, maybe a, a father or a grandfather that they have to understand because they're either taking care of them or they're trying to learn how to love them where they are. Because, again, men, we're not sharing like we should. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what this platform is, is for. It's for us to be able to come together and have an area where we can be who we are without judgment, without ridicule, without being talked about. And uh, yeah, that's really what this platform is about. That's why I did it. Excellent. So, Sean, tell me a little bit about Sean Bowden. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I need a cough drop for that one. <laughs> um, who am I? I'm a guy that um, I love hard. Um, I'm a guy who's who has flaws. Um, I am um, I'm talented in many areas. I've learned skills. I have been a person to where I have learned how to operate without people being around. Um, I've also learned how to feel alone even in the midst of being around thousands of people, I've learned how to occupy my time. And, and hence, I've learned a lot of traits and skills because I've been left alone. Um, and I think sometimes when we, especially for myself, when I'm left alone, not, you know, um, just, you know, sidetracked, but sometimes we, especially me being left alone, um, ignored like I don't matter you find ways and different things to occupy your time and that's what I did I found ways to occupy my time one of which was learning car audio way back in the day and that was because many people had a lot of friends had a lot of acquaintances and things of that sort and even though I had people I knew I really didn't have anybody that I can say that I can call my own that were my personal friends. And even later on, I did have some you know, personal friends, but then they also had people that they were close to. So I then had to learn how to be alone. I had to learn how to be by myself. I had to learn how to watch others soar, watch others' friendships and relationships soar while um, I'm in this lonely atmosphere and I learned uh, different things I would start reading and and all these different things I learned crafts I started building and I started cutting metal and all these different things to occupy my time and it's because of you know 
people, if you want to say ignoring me or saying that um, I don't matter, even though they're not saying it, sometimes it's what you do that um, makes a person understand that you don't matter. And um, I've learned how to, to do that. And in this loneliness, if you want to call it that, I've learned how to just be me and accept the fact that I'm not going to be valuable to everybody. You know, um, not everyone values who you are. Not everybody values your gift or sometimes they value your gift, but they don't value you. And um, I found myself sometimes like my like my father before me where his gift was being valued, what he could do was being valued, being manic, mechanical, inclined, you're valued. As long as you can deliver something to someone who needs that service, you're valued. But outside of that, your friendship is not valued. Your voice is not valued. Your presence is not valued. And I've had to learn to operate in that because some of the same things that he's had to go through, I've had to go through too. And in that sometimes being uh, devalued, um, you also lean on some other things. Um, at one point in time, I leaned on alcohol, uh, leaned on a bunch of different things. And there's, a, there's just so much in that. But um, in the present, I've learned how to understand that there are things in my life that in my past, and if anybody's listened to some of the previous podcasts, they would know that there has been, you know, plenty of flaws and different things in my life that I've had to realize I am who the, I am who I am now because of what had happened then. And you know, sometimes we don't correlate who we are until we understand where we've been, the things that have happened to us the bad relationships or the mishandling through if it's not parent through uh, um, other relationships, you know, internal and external, maybe um, maybe through your job atmosphere, maybe those relationships and things. And there are certain things that change who you are and you operate in that because of what was. And it's only until you discover what was when you find the root of the problem and then you go, OK that is the root of the problem. Now, either I'm going to operate in that or I'm going to change it. So uh, I find myself um, more often than not changing what was so I can be what is. So you've told me a little bit about yourself, but Sean, who are you really? Seriously? I'm an imperfect man called to serve a perfect God. That's it. So with the subject of flaws, uh, tell me about some of your flaws. Um, okay. This truthfully, I find I have found myself many times feeling insignificant. Um, belittled. Um, trust I've I've always had a serious trust issue um rejection uh value I think that's another thing that I've had that have been some of my flaws is feeling you know valued the other thing is self-worth 
my physical appearance. I mean, I've always, I, I've, I've never liked my mouth. Let's put it that way. I've never liked my mouth. And it, for those that really know me, that know me long enough, if you go back to any of my pictures, even going back all the way to kidney garden, it's very rare. Let's just say if you found a thousand pictures, you may find three p pictures of that thousand that actually had me smiling. I very rarely smile because I didn't like what I saw. And to this day, I, I don't necessarily like what I see, but I think a lot of us many times don't necessarily like what we see in the mirror sometimes. And we do some things to cover that up. And we cover that up in, again, my skill. And uh, in my flaws, um, I've covered a lot of my flaws up by learning new things um, to be better in this over in this over here, though I struggle with this over here to learn how to talk to you over here. But then I struggle with that over there. And uh, and I found myself making up for some of my flaws and areas that I lacked and um yeah so those those are just a few things um you know the other thing is i think one of my other flaws is um consistency and um the reason why i say consistency is because sometimes i find myself not being you know going all the way we were just having a thing earlier and and we talked about going all the way and where sometimes we start something and we don't finish it we're gung-ho the first week the first six months the first year the first whatever and then all of a sudden there's a lapse in there and then all of a sudden we kind of haphazardly you know give some things um so some uh, i've been working to be more consistent as uh, to the things that definitely matter not necessarily to me but to others as well and mostly God but more consistent because it's one thing to say um, I love what I do or I love what I'm doing or I love the relationship or I love God but then we show up every once in a while in those relationships and in those connections. So I'm, I'm learning to dis I'm discovering and have discovered many of my flaws and have been, uh, to the point to where I'm actually sharing now, you know, these are the flaws that I've dealt with. These are the flaws that I've discovered through time. And these are the flaws that I'm working on to change, you know, because it's only until I say, these are my flaws. These are, you know, sometimes, you know, one of the other ones used to be, I had to change it, but it was perfectionism. I, oh, it, everything just had to be lined up a certain way. Everything just had to be done a certain way to where, you know, every T was crossed, every I was dotted and it had to be like this and it had to be this, that, and the other. And what it happened was it allowed, it, it caused people to be pushed away. And I didn't understand why relationships failed. And it's only in uh, discovering that my expectation of perfectionism and getting, you know, things done perfectly, if you want to call it that, that I'd understand that how can I expect perfection when I am not perfect? 
how can I expect perfection in somebody else? And I have yet to become that. So then I had to realize that in relationships and in building relationships with anybody, male, female, uh, the job situation, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a content creator, whatever it is that people do, I had to realize that it's not about perfectionism. It's about bringing excellence to it. Did you give it all you got? And that, so, so I've changed now that I don't expect perfection from me or anybody else. But what I've learned to expect is excellence. Give it everything you've got. So when people like, you know, it has to be a certain way. And you're always because I expect excellence. out of I, I'm one of those people that either I want to be all in or I don't want to have nothing to do with it. You know, don't ask me to do. Well, yeah. For instance, I was doing. You know, my business many years ago of home theater and I had clients or should I say they wanted to be clients and would say to me, you know, don't worry about this, that and the other. Just just punch a hole in the wall real quick and just shove the cables down there and then and I'll pay you for it. But that's not me. I can't just do it that way. There has to be a box in there. There has to be a certain way, because at the end of the day, if anything, if anybody comes in your home, if I do a half job that reflects my brand that reflects my business that reflects who I am because I also understand that you have at least 10 friends so with those 10 friends at least nine of them eight of them might look at it's like man who was that guy that was kind of shady the way they did that but if I provide excellence then it's like man this is a good job who is that guy who is the business you use and I found that when I give excellence to anything not just to myself, but to my counterparts, to the people that I serve, it brings about extra business. It brings about better relationships. It brings about uh, better things in my life when I give it my all. And when I don't give it my all, I can't complain about what I don't get. So you've given a list of your flaws. So tell me in the audience, which flaw do you feel like, um, you have to work on even more I mean I understand you talk about professionalism you know I'm sorry being perfectionist so out of your other flaws which ones are you striving to just make sure you know that you correct that you grow from it build upon it trust and the reason why I say trust because being who I am, you know, I'm a God-fearing man. Um, I love God first before anything else. Before I love, you know, my children, my family, before I love my skills and the th different things. I love God first. So the hard thing for me is trust. Not necessarily trusting God, but trusting the process. And the hard thing for me even when doing all this, as you all see, and from, you know, uh, season one to season two, um, is knowing what I've been called to do. But sometimes when you've been called to do something and God has shown you what it's going to be, it's a simple fact of trusting God in the midst of seeing that it's not there yet. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that we all have to go through 
And for me, it's trusting the process, not necessarily trusting man, not trusting that um, I'm going to get treated right. Not, but it's just trusting the process. It takes time. There's a process to it. And for all of us, we all go through a process. And many times we want to jump out the oven fast and we're, we're not cooked all the way. And we wonder why our skill set is right, our experience, and we can't handle what the world throws at us is because we jump out too fast. So in, in what I'm learning for me is allowing myself to trust the process, you know, from the beginning to the middle, you know, whether I'm on the mountain one day and then sometimes I find myself in the valley the next is still trusting the process to know that where I'm at, where you are at, for those of you that are listening, that this is not your end, that this is just the process. It's just a season. <laughs> it's just a season that we're in. And this season doesn't last always. What are some of the consequences? Because, you know, if you have an issue with trust, what are some of the consequences that you've had to deal with because of, you know, the lack of trust? Ooh, wow. You know, when you're, when you are a person who has trust issues, you will find yourself isolated. You go into what is called isolation. And it's not the fact that people don't love you but sometimes when you're dealing with or have the trust issues you build what is called walls and you have all these security measures you got the alarms you got the tank you dealt you dug a ditch with moat in it and all this kind of stuff you pulled the drawbridge up and you find yourself isolated in this castle that you've built for yourself because of trust and you wonder why when you come home you're cooking for yourself you wonder why uh, no one is emailing you. No one's sending you text messages. Um, no one's calling for your service because we have trust issues. And sometimes it's not the fault of the individual. Sometimes it's things in our past that have caused us to not trust. And for me, you know, the trust has caused me to lose some relationships. And some, and some of them are relationships that I felt were very, um, important to me um some relationships were very important to my family my extended family my current family uh because of trust and you know sometimes when you when you deal with trust it brings on other things um to where now i can't depend on you so you all of a sudden now you have a dependency issue and then then you have a resentment issue because now that now that i have trust issue now i'm resentful and then not only that, that because you're resentful, um, now you have a hardened heart. Now I don't want to listen to you. Now I can't hear you now um, because you did something or maybe you didn't do anything and it caused trust issues and that. But because of the lack of trust has brought all these other words and all these different things, because now you're uh, it could bring about a spirit of depression. It could bring, bring about a, a anxiety um, when you lose trust and you have trust issues. Um, you will you will actually start poking fun 
at different ones and because of your own personal trust issues not only that it brings about what is called insecurity because when you're insecure in these trust issues because of trust now you're looking at everything in life as if it's coming at me it, maybe I'm not worth it maybe I'd, I'm not worth this man or this woman or I'm not worth this relationship or I'm not worth this job because of my insecurity issues and it all goes back to trust because when we fail to trust it brings back so much other stuff on top of the root cause of trust and the root cause of issues and um yeah there's a lot that um trust for me uh really hurt you know a lot of my family has been hurt because of my trust issues, which caused insecurity, which caused a pricked heart, which caused a hardened heart. And um, yeah, and I'm trying to now, not just now, but being able to be honest with myself, not honest with people, but honest with myself to be able to, number one, forgive myself, to be able to understand myself. Because many times I think that most of us are always looking through uh, a window at what everybody else is seeing instead of turning that window into a mirror and actually taking an introspective on ourselves and saying you know what it's my fault I messed this up I did this and it's in this that we'll find what the root cause is to be able to fix it and move forward so for me yeah trust really uh messed up a few things okay so as a male who have had trust issues and you are at a place now where you have a understanding of of the flaws and your trust what would you recommend to the men in the audience let's say like if you had to deal with trust with your wife or trust with a girlfriend um how would you what 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 would you recommend for the audience on that you know the the hard thing is you first as i said before you first have to identify and recognize what the root cause is what the root causes are because if you don't deal with the root cause no matter what every little thing will remind you of what was and until you deal with what was whether it was from uh maybe trust because you were molested maybe trust because you were hurt maybe somebody robbed you of your heart maybe someone left you maybe they picked up and moved out of state maybe uh you're dealing with abandonment issues and all you have to go back to what was the root cause of why um the trust was misplaced in the first place because if in fact it is you're dealing with a girlfriend you're dealing with a boyfriend you're dealing with a wife or whatever that is that you're dealing with in your relationship or even relationship with friends and workplaces you have to be one who is willing to listen number one you have to be willing to listen because i find that many times everybody has an answer for everything but no one has the heart to listen we always have the answers we're we're looking for them to hurry up and shut up so we can have a quick reply 
but we don't have the heart to listen to what's being said. So when somebody says, um, you know, hey, um, I'm dealing with this particular situation with this girl, whatever, you know, sometimes even in that, you're just like, uh, what you hear having to talk to unfinished so I can tell him what to say when in actuality we should be saying okay so I heard you say that you're dealing with this situation so tell me about the situation what's happening because when you repeat it back to them it lets them know that you heard them it lets them know that they were important and that builds trust even in generic relationships um, whether it's people that you serve over or serve under and then on top of that is even with your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, to where when they share, you have to be one to that is willing to listen and understand that they are sharing with you their heart. Number one, they're sharing with you their heart and you have to be one who is willing to appreciate the fact that they're sharing their heart, something that's sacred to them. And if you have trust issues when someone shares their heart with you you know what's going to happen you're going to trample all over it you're not going to respect it because because no one ever respected you so once you understand that you know i have trust issues i have a heart i really in all yeah i have trust issues but it's really a heart problem because my heart was trampled on when i tried to share and it's only until you realize that where you say you know what the buck stops with me. I'm going to make sure I do not take what was done to me in my next relationship, in my next job, into my next, you know, whatever that is. But it all stems from the simple fact that you have to first be honest with yourself and say, this was the root cause. So with that being said, you can honestly say now that you're going to start smiling on your pictures. <laughs> <laughs> we can expect smiles. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You're dealing with it. I am. <laughs> I'm dealing with it. That was good. You threw me off on that one. <laughs> okay, so we're shutting this first installment down. Thank you all for listening. This is I'm Dealing With. You have heard Anna interviewing me Sean stay tuned for the next installment as we take you deeper once again this is I'm dealing with stay true and as always stay blessed take care <laughs>